Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host.、Uh, I have a very exciting guest today, and his name is Cole Hutchison. Hello, Cole. How are you? Very good, Sammy. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, thank you so much for spending time、uh, with us today. Thank you for having me. So, brother Cole,、uh, where are you now? I'm in London, Ontario, in Canada. Okay, awesome, great. Well, everyone,、um, I just want to share with you about wonderful works of God that I experienced, especially last year and this year you know, during pandemic. I got to meet with my friend Cole. I never met him in person. But I met him through Zoom,、uh, mostly through virtual means. But we have had a wonderful time of sharing the gospel and fellowshipping in the Holy Spirit, and、uh, we've we've done we have experienced so much of a great time of discipleship. So, so today's topic is: Does virtual discipleship work? So,、uh, Brother Cole is going to share with you about what he has experienced so far. So, Brother Cole.、Um, Before we jump into a main question, main topic, I want us to know more about your family. So, could you tell us about your family? Absolutely.、Um, I'm the oldest of two children. I have a younger brother whose name is Connor.、Um, grew up with my mom and dad in a place called Beachville, which not too far from where I am now, but very small town.、Um, I'm married now. I have a wife. Her name is Lucy, and a daughter whose name is Esther.、Um, They both are. They're from Korea, so they are Korean. And they're. My wife was born and raised there, and my daughter was born there and raised here. And we have a dog named Snow. He's a husky.、Hmm. Great. Well, brother Cole, could you tell us about how you came to Jesus Christ? And that's my favorite question always. So tell us about that. Absolutely. Well, it's good because it's my favorite answer. <laughs> so,、uh, a few years ago. Um, my daughter Esther.、Uh, you know, I'll start. I'll give you some detail into the story. I was in our kitchen cooking dinner、um, one evening, and I was making steak and potatoes. Great classic Canadian meal. And as I was making it, we heard a large thud upstairs、um, on our second floor. So me and my wife Lucy, we ran upstairs, and、um, I found my daughter Esther convulsing on the floor、um, from her first grand mal seizure.、Uh, she got rushed to the hospital and. They gave her some precautions as for what we should watch for,、um, and then a few days later,、um, again, Esther had a second seizure at home. She got diagnosed with epilepsy, very, at, very close after that. She's had twenty something seizures since then, but after the second seizure,、um, you know, as a parent, it's a difficult thing when you can, you know, I'm holding my child, and I can't do a single thing about it. I can watch the suffering and the pain in her eyes and her face as she's convulsing on the floor, but there is not a single thing I can do about it. And I'm the kind of person who's, you know, very used to being able to fix everything on my own and with my own two hands. But this was something that was I wasn't I'm not able to fix.、It's、something that I could not do. So me and my wife Lucy, we started praying that night.、Um, I had been. In the Christian church, while I was very young, but I I left the church also while I was very young and hadn't hadn't been back. And at that time, we began to pray. Ed, Lucy、um, had said that we should attend our local church, which I I was okay with. I said, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll go. So that first Sunday we went. I wasn't expecting much、um, to come out of it until I arrived, 
And the pastor, whose name was Paul, he was preaching that Sunday um, on the story of Christ, of Jesus, healing a young boy with epilepsy. And that was the center of his topic on that Sunday. And that was the first time that I felt that God was truly talking to me. When people had always heard before that, you know, Christ, God speaks to them. God answers their prayers. And I had never understood what they meant until that day. Until I was there and, you know, as I was worrying and, you know, very much in a sense of depression at that point, understanding is how can I heal my daughter? How can I make her better to live a life, a normal life, essentially, so she doesn't have to worry about this. And when I arrived there, and God is telling me that through his son, Jesus, he can heal this epilepsy. It was absolutely amazing. And so I continued to go. I continued to go to church. Go, 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 go. And every single week, each sermon kept building on that and giving me this, this complete understanding of the true abilities and power of Christ and of what God could do. And fast forward a few years and that's when I start. I met you, Pastor Sammy, and I started attending our local, your church. Um, so not attending our local church, but um, attending the Point Church um, through our virtual meetings at the beginning of COVID um, back in 2020. And that's when I made the choice of wanting to be baptized myself. So I was baptized as a baby, but again, that, you know, that was out of my hands. I had no choice in that one. Um, but this time I wanted to say, you know, I have chosen to follow Christ. So me and my wife in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> we went and got baptized in Lake Huron in Ontario here. So how has this 365 empowerment project helped you or impacted you spiritually? You know, I've been a person who, throughout my childhood when I was young, um, I went through a lot of depression. I was a very heavy set child. I, you know, I was just over 300 pounds growing up and I was bullied severely a lot. And, you know, I never had something essentially as a defense mechanism to help myself. And this 365 empowerment has is giving me that, that sword, right? Mm -hmm. As we heard in the, the book of Ephesians, right? Uh, Ephesians, what was that? 617, right? To take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And this 365 empowerment is giving me that. It's giving me that sword, that word of God every single day. And I can use, and I use those verses everywhere. I use them in my workplace. I use them at home when I'm teaching my, when I'm, you know, teaching my child a life lesson, I'm able now, I have that sword. Mm. I have that sword of the spirit of the Holy Spirit. And I can use these in everything I'm doing. So, you know, it's quite difficult as you read through scripture from Genesis to Revelation to memorize verses, right, or memorize portions of the Bible, I understand them, I know them, I can recall them. But I don't memorize word for word for word. And Pastor Sammy, through your videos, especially through your videos, is honestly the best way that I've been able to learn this is, you know, you give us those great memory tools, but being able just to focus on this verse, I don't care about anything else within the Bible right now or anything else in the scripture or even in that chapter. This is the verse I'm focusing on for the next 30 minutes as I memorize that. And just setting that out for me myself has been amazing in allowing me to achieve that because I wasn't able to achieve it any other way myself. Wow, that's great. 
Well, um, today's title is "Does Virtual Discipleship Work?" I mean, we never met in person yet. I hope that uh, the Lord willing, we'll be meeting in person、uh, sometime. But、uh, in, since 2020, as you mentioned earlier, we've been—you've、uh, been coming to this virtual church, and then we'll be meeting almost every week. And、uh, you're participating in 365 empowerment, and so it's been、uh, discipleship in a way. But it, all of them have been virtual, 100% virtual. So, how has your this?、Uh, how has your virtual discipleship helped you spiritually? So, and uh, uh, shaped you to do ministry even for your parents.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, growing up, especially、um, and throughout my understanding of you know the church was I had to go and physically attend the building. You know, the church was the building, which isn't accurate, and I had this huge misconception my whole life. But you know, throughout when we look at you know the original writings of、um, of the Bible. You know, church never meant a building. It never said a building. It was a collection of people in Christ. So through this virtual side, right, we've cut out that misconception that we've had for so many years that the church is a building. The church is not a building. The church is Christ and those who are in Christ together. And being able to have this virtual, although a lot of people have seen it as you know a downside, it, it truly isn't. And the reason I say that is because before I was locked to my local church, and although my local church was nice and I enjoyed attending, it wasn't very impactful to me because how those sermons were being presented and the people in the congregation with me, they just they weren't essentially at the kind of level I was looking for. They weren't giving me the instruction of Christ that I truly wanted, and they didn't have the support. In the congregation to actually help me grow within my faith and within Christ, but having this virtual discipleship has allowed me to find that. Right, so I came to Point Church, and I stayed. I didn't just come for just you know one meeting. I, I stayed, and the reason I was able to do that is because I found the sermons that were able to teach me and guide me and how I needed to be. I found a people in our congregation, our group. That are now a family in Christ with me, who were able to support me and able to push me to grow my faith as well. And these people held me accountable, just as you had said, Pastor Sammy, with our checklist. Right, we're accountable, which is huge, because that accountability is what us as humans we really need, so that we can continue on a path. Without that accountability, we just stop as soon as something difficult comes. But through this virtual discipleship, I've been able to find that we've been able to get to the group of people who are truly there to help, not just the people that I'm only I can only able to see these people at my local church. Now I'm able to find the people that I need, not just the people that are there, and that's the huge biggest advantage I have seen over this is the amount of new that you can learn. Because being in Christ is all about new. Right, it's all about being new, a new life, and a new understanding. And going through this virtual, although it is new, it is very, very necessary. And I see that it is the future of what Christians are going to see throughout any form of discipleship, whether it be through YouTube or a Zoom meeting. But being able to access,、um, you know, a teaching that's slightly different than what you're used to, 
but is more impactful than what you're used to as well. It adds that, that variety, especially to myself. And that has truly pushed me to take my faith to the next level because I wasn't challenged before to do that in my local church. Well, Brother Cole, um, I know a lot of people have participated in um, Facebook worship, YouTube worship, even uh, Zoom worship through virtual. So of course there are there, there are lots of downside to it, but also as you mentioned, there are also lots of strength that we can maximize those virtual means to disciple uh, people. Now, um, you know, some people say, well, if you part if you just watch sermons on YouTube and you're not really engaging uh, with other members in the church, of course that is not good, and that is not really church. If you're just watching show or sermon on YouTube and you're not really uh, loving one another with other brothers and sisters, you feel not really serving the community. That's not really church. But as far as I have seen you, I've I've seen you growing tremendously, and also I've seen you participating in not only the worship service but all the community project and as as best mm -hmm. as you could. So yeah. you are not just watching the show of no. what's happening on on the screen, but you are engaging. Uh, with the community and uh, you are serving the church community as well in many ways. And also, this is what really excites me. Um, uh, the, uh, you are not just being fed with the Word of God, but you're also sharing the Word of God. And you are also reaching out to the lost people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So could you tell us a little bit about that? You have a really wonderful story that you share the gospel with your coworker, but also yeah. recently, You've been uh, ministering to your parents every week through uh, worship service at, at your at, uh, through Zoom as well. So please tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Ed, that's kind of funny because you know, I'll I'll come back to the first part there. You had said Pastor Sammy, but um, you know, with my parents, um, although my my family, my mom and my dad, they live forty five minutes away from me, we continue to do our our family services through Zoom every single week. So although we are physically close, we are still conducting ourselves through this, through a virtual meeting, more or less through con convenience and because you know we're getting that same impact. But like you said before about my coworker there, um, yeah, I, you know, one day I had never been the person who would openly, you know, use the word of God to help somebody else. I had always kind of kept it to myself, you know, it's, you know, I'm understanding my faith because I didn't believe I was at a point of being able to use the word of God to help someone else because I didn't feel I had truly been helped, but I was wrong. I had a gentleman um, who I'm very close with at work and, you know, what, he was very, very, very mean to me <laughs> one week and I didn't expect it or understand it. And um, one day I just saw he was sitting there, he was angry at everything, he was yelling, he was very aggressive. And I saw this pain in his eyes. I'm very, I, I can understand people quite easily by looking into their eyes and truly seeing what's behind the, behind the curtain. And this guy had pain, he had some serious pain. So as I was sitting there, I wanted to talk to him, but he was angry, so I didn't. And I wrote, I had a couple Bible verses that came to me. It just came. And I wrote them down on a piece of paper, I handed them to him. I said, I don't want to know. Read these when you go on your break. He left um, where our work area that we we're at and he came back. 
15 minutes later after his break and he had a big smile on his face. I was like, okay, what happened? He's like, I read the verses that you gave me and they impacted directly to his situation at that time. I didn't know what the situation was. It had been that his, his, um, his fiance was wanting to leave him. And I didn't know that. But the verses I gave him were that, you know, take away your selfishness and put it on the Lord. And the reason that they were separating was because of that. He was putting himself above their relationship. But God had just spoken to me and said, hey, Cole, give Brian, is the journalist's name, give him this verse. So I gave the verse to him and it cleared up everything. He called his girlfriend right after, his fiance, sorry. He called his fiance right after and he dropped everything. He ended up attending church that next weekend with his mom. And that was the most impacting thing that was to me. That was the first time I noticed that, you know, I can now help these people through the word of God, through the word of Christ, through the Holy Spirit. I can actually help someone. I, it's not me. I'm not doing it with my hands anymore. I'm letting, I'm being the center. I'm just being the messenger. I'm not being the actual in between. And it was truly amazing. And that led me to my parents, my mom and dad, which, you know, is kind of different for a child to teach their parents. Normally, I'm the, normally we're the one that are being taught. But, you know, my parents had been in the church and out of the church and in the church and out of the church since they were kids. But they never truly created a faith or an understanding of scripture um, or even God's will. Or even what the death and resurrection of Christ did to them and for them. So I started ministering to my parents. So every Thursday night, um, normally Thursday nights, sometimes it switches depending on schedules, but normally Thursday nights, we get together for a 45 minute to an hour um, service, family service. I do a, we do prayer, we do communion, we do worship song at the beginning, and I do a message and discussion throughout. And it doesn't have to be long. It's 45 minutes to an hour. That's a lot to pack into that little time because it's nonstop, right? We are, it is a roller coaster from start to end. We aren't taking any breaks in between, there's no intermission. And it's beautiful. I can see the growth in the love of my parents, but I can also see the growth and love of Christ in me because the best way to learn is to teach, right? I don't teach because I don't know. I want to know, so I teach. And this past um, Easter was a huge one for me because I have a very different mindset from when it comes to preaching um, in the sense of a traditional church is I like to focus on essentially the dark side as well of it in understanding, you know, heaven and hell. Of course, I highlight that, but I also bring that, you know, if you don't, if you don't follow Christ, this is what is waiting as well. So this past Easter, um, on, fr on the Friday, on Good Friday, uh, I did a sermon on hell for my parents. You know, it, it, I guess it's not very traditional to do a sermon on hell at, on Easter weekend, but I thought it was truly the most impactful sermon I have ever given, the most impactful message I've ever had given to me even. Although I was the one speaking it, I felt it was truly being said to me also. And it was so that my parents and my daughter and my wife could understand that why Christ died. What was Christ saving me from when he was dying, right? His death was there to obliterate my sins so that I don't have to go through this suffering of hell 
because I believe that you truly can't understand the love of Christ without understanding these the scariness, the horrific aspect of hell as well, right? You can't understand good without knowing evil. And then on Easter Monday, we did a sermon on heaven. So we did our hell and our heaven. This is what Christ saved us from through his death. And this is what Christ is giving us through his resurrection. So I balanced those two in such way that we could truly feel and see the death and resurrection of Christ over, over our Easter weekend. We ate, we had our Easter dinner on Easter Sunday with me and my parents. And then I did my sermon on heaven the next day. So we were able to truly see and feel that through the death of Christ up to his resurrection and what both of them did for us as followers of Christ. Wow. Cole, thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, you, you've been very faith, faithful in ministering to your parents as well. You know, I know there are many young people who are uh, followers of Christ, but they also worry about their uh, non-believing parents or family members or siblings. So I really do think this will be a great hope and encouragement for them as well. So Brother Cole, uh, just to encourage you, you're in Canada. I'm in the United States, but God has brought us together through virtual means. And so this is a great uh, visual example that this virtual discipleship can happen. So I just wanted to open this up to everyone who is watching this video that, um, you know, just pray, begin to pray to pray for your non-believing friends or have someone in your mind that uh, God can use you to start the discipleship, even through virtual. So distance doesn't really matter these days. You can reach out to someone who is 10,000 miles away, but you can reach out to him or her with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So just share the gospel with them and pray with them and lead them to uh, God's word. And uh, so if time allows you, uh, spend some week, uh, like five weeks or six weeks or seven weeks, just go through word of God, but also encourage them to join the church, local church around them. But if they do not have a local church around them, you can also invite them to your church if you have a virtual uh, worship service together. So thank you, Brother Cole, uh, for spending time with us today. Um, and I really hope and pray that this video, not just this video, but your future ministry would be used by God and uh, impact so many people, starting with your family members and beyond. Thank you very much, Pastor Samuel, for having me. Uh, you're welcome. Just Thank to you. supplement what you said there, Pastor Samuel, was borders and limitations were made by man. Mm. Within God, anything is possible. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Samuel.